This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What did you make of the third quarter that Jalen Green had? Because I know going into this game, one of the big thoughts was that it'd be a big game for him because of the absence of Fred Van Bleet. And it really just seems like it seems like the Rockets are on somewhat of a Jalen Green roller coaster. You had the game, you know, a week or so ago, whenever it was when they you know, when they bench him in the fourth quarter and then he comes back and has the excellent game and he has an excellent stretch there. But it still feels like it's touch and go. I thought that this game on Wednesday night was the epitome of that, of how he's got five points on five shots going into halftime. And then he explodes for this big third quarter and shows you, like, exactly the reason why a lot of people, you know, the reason why he was drafted number two overall and why a lot of people thought he'd be the face of the franchise and kind of the leader there. What do you make? I mean, it, I get, it almost feels like we're beating a dead horse here about the the roller coaster with Jalen Green because that's what it's been for three seasons. but. What stood out to you about or what would you say was different about him and his aggression in the third quarter versus what we saw early on in that game? Well, he was aggressive in the third quarter. And you you mentioned the five points. He only took five shots in the first half. You need to see him shoot more, especially when he's on the floor and Shingun is off the floor. And that's where he really has to make his money or in those minutes because – Shingun right now is going to be the number one option. He is going to, it doesn't matter if Van Vliet is on the floor. It doesn't matter if Van, Van Vliet is off the floor. Shingun is going to be the number one option. So when Green is out there and you don't have Shingun, that's where Green has to take over games. And he did that in the third quarter and he played with force. And there should never be a reason for Jalen Green to not play with force. He's just too athletic and he can do too many things at a high level. And far too often you'll see him be tentative you'll see him be unsure of himself. But in that third quarter, it was the opposite. In that third quarter, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. And he went out and, you know, I've said the word aggressive now multiple times, but that's what he was. And he looked for his shot. He looked to get his teammates involved. You know, in the first half, he he had the four assists in the first half, but it didn't feel like he put like a stamp on the game. And if you're going to be like, I think part of this season is trying to figure out with him and with Shingun, especially because those are the guys that are, that'll be eligible for extensions over the summer. But you need to figure out if these are guys or if these are pieces. And a guy puts himself, puts his stamp on the game every single night. And you always know he's on the floor. Like right now, Shingun is a guy because you always know he's on the floor. Green right now, it feels like he's more of a piece because there are far too many times where it just feels like where you don't even notice that he's out there. And for a guy to have that sort of skill level and that sort of raw athleticism, we should never feel that way. You should always feel Jalen Green on the floor. And it's that that I think as we get through how many games they've they played 16 games. So we've got 
66 to go. Over the last 66 games of the year, that's where Jalen Green, there needs to be a consistency with what he does. And he has to be out there and he has to make sure that everybody feels him out there. Because again, you cannot stay in front of him. It should be very difficult to stay in front of him because not just that first step, but the second and third step, which is what we heard about after he got drafted. And so if he can play downhill and if he can play with force, then he's going to be, he's very difficult to stop. And I, I guess the one thing that you notice too about him, um, he didn't take a free throw in the first half. He took six in the second half. I think that to me is going to be the big number that you look at with him because there are going to be nights where the shot isn't there. There's going to be nights where maybe he doesn't score, but if he's getting to the free throw line, that's when you know he's playing with aggression. He played with no aggression in the first half, didn't take a free throw. He played with a lot of aggression in the second half. He took six free throws. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think through this one, Adam. Like, I, I'm super critical about the aggression. I'm trying to figure out, okay, where was that third quarter Jalen Green in the first quarter, in the second quarter? And part of me wants to give him the excuse of, Fred Van Vliet's not in the game. Of course, you know, Aaron Holiday starts for Fred Van Vliet, but maybe maybe it's that Jalen Green felt like it would be more on him to facilitate or to defer or to help the offense flow, get within some type of actual flow. But to your point, and I think to the point that a lot of us have been trying to make about Jalen Green, he should be... And in, if not the engine, certainly an engine and not a bystander to whatever is going on, not just like to your point about a piece versus a guy like he should never just feel like a piece. And and that's the way it's felt so often to to the point where when he does have moments like that third quarter, when he does have those breakout moments where he is like th that Lakers game, a, lo a lot of a lot of examples that he's had throughout the season where you're like, oh, there's Jalen Green looking like that guy. You know, the frustrating part about that is the cons the inconsistency of it. The fact that you don't see it enough and that you know that it's there. And it's just a it's just a really, really odd thing because it feels like he's been empowered. He's got a he's got a coach that holds all of them accountable, but also one that seems like he encourages the dog in him, encourages the aggression in him. And so it is It is odd to me that in a game where, you know, Fred Van Bleet, not only is he not there to, to not be the point guard, but he's also not there to take 10 shots or whatever, however many shots it is that Fred Van Bleet takes a game, he's not taking those shots. I heard Calvin Murphy talking about this on the post game right before you and I started talking. Like, if a guy, if a teammate that took 10 to 12 shots was missing, he was looking to make up for those 10 to 12 shots in the game back, you know, way back in the gap when Calvin played. And that's because he was a guy, you know, Calvin was a guy. And so that, you know, Jalen Green is supposed to be along those same lines looking to, hey, man, force the issue, make them make them have to deal with you the same way your team had to deal with Nikola Jokic. They didn't have an answer for Nikola Jokic. There was nobody out there that could guard him. Michael, even Michael Porter Jr. in the beginning of the game, there was nobody out there that could guard him. Force the issue in that sort of way. I mean, I get playing within the rhythm of the offense or trying to keep some sort of semblance of the rhythm of the offense, but you should be an engine of the offense. 
you know, you along with Alperin Shingun. So, I mean, that's that's the roller coaster, though, trying to reconcile what you saw in the third quarter and what you've seen otherwise. They had a film session. It was after the, the Warriors game where um, where he was benched in the fourth quarter, and he was bad in that game. Uh, he and Yudoka had a film session basically on the plane. And the thing that Yudoka was stressing with him was all the times that he was passing up shots like all the times that teams were going under on screens against him and he just wouldn't take the shot. That's and what happened the, the next game against Memphis. He started shooting he started out shooting poorly against Memphis. I think he started out one of eight or something like that. But he kept on shooting. He kept being aggressive and eventually the shots started to fall. That's the type of mode that he needs to be in. And guess what? Van Vliet and Chengun played in that game. And he kept on shooting, he kept on being aggressive. That's what he has to do. And I think that's the mode that that's kind of just the mindset that they're trying to get him into and keep him in is just like, hey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We think you're a guy. Don't be shy. Like, go shoot the ball. Like, we want to play fast. There are going to be plenty of shots for everybody else. But if you're open, take the shot. If they go under on you, you're a good enough shooter to where we want you to take that shot. If you have a lane to the rim, take the lane to the rim. Draw some contact. Obviously, you got to get a little bit better finishing, but you know that's that's a whole other thing. But you can draw contact. You can get to the free throw line if anything. So there's there, there's just so much ability there. It's just about getting it to come out on a consistent basis. And he's twenty. Like this is like a young player thing too. I mean, I know he's been in the league three years, but he's still just twenty one, and you're still trying to figure things out. But at some point, they need him to come through on a nightly basis. They need that consistency. Like like last night's game, the the game in Dallas, he was invisible for a good portion of that game. And you have, you know, Dallas has these two stars with Irving and with Doncic, and those guys are just carrying that team in crunch time. And the Rockets didn't really have, aside from Shingun, and asking Shingun to do that, it's tough because you're, you're basically trading twos for threes a lot of times. That's that's not an easy way to go about things. That's where you need the guard to actually step up and you need the guard to make things happen. So I, I think that this is – you're going to learn a lot, I think, about Jalen Green over these last 66 games of the year because, like, it's there. It's in him. He can do that. But can he do it day in, day out? Yeah. I, one thing that I thought would be a loss for, for the Rockets or for Rockets fans is that – if you know you get through the season and we're still early on but if you're looking up and feeling like Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks are seeming more like dudes than Jalen Green or Alperen Shingo like to me both of those two young players especially like given where they are in terms of what the Rockets are trying to build but also like individually like as we've talked about before what they're trying to do with getting extensions and all of that like they should be in a position where they're motivated enough and just actually put in a position to have the ball in their hands to be the guys. And so I, I thought 
that if Fred Van Vliet's out there looking like the, if he's out there being the closer and Dylan Brooks is out there looking like really the alpha on the team, that's not really like that. It's cool to have veteran presence and leadership added to the team, some quality veteran leadership and presence added to the team, obviously. But if they're looking like more of the dude than Jalen Green, or Alperin Shingoon, and it hasn't been the case with Alperin, but it has been with Jalen. It's just, it, it it's not good. And I look, you talk about the the Mavericks game. I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to mention the same thing. Like, even in that game, it it felt like, and, you know, he's going up against Kyrie Irving, who I know he looks up to a lot. But it just, it it felt like he was taking the back seat. And I did wonder in this game, just watching it in this Denver game, if there's like, you know, what's the is there a confidence issue when you don't play as well the night, just the night before you didn't play as well or up to your expectation and you didn't do it against, you know, somebody like Kyrie who you look up to. And obviously Luka Doncic went, went off for 40 on him. Like it just like, I, I, I wonder how, like where is Jalen green's, mindset at and I can't I'm not trying to get into his head and I know I can't get into his head I I just truly wonder how do you view yourself how does Jalen because I I I swear this guy's been the most confident guy that you could find ever since he got here and, and does not seem like he leaks confidence okay but then goes out there on the basketball floor and I'm like hey where's all of that confidence and ability that I thought was in there you know whenever he's playing timid so it's it's just a weird thing to reconcile what what you think he is and what he's kind of been purported to be versus what he goes out there and actually is on the basketball court until randomly the third quarter hits of this game and there he is being that guy so it's a that's why that's why i call it a roller coaster in the rundown adam because it, it really is like an up and down experience with this guy the problem is he does it when it's a 17 point game. Like you want to see him, you know, the defense, he's, you know, let's be honest. Denver is not exactly coming out with a whole lot of fire in right. the second half of that game when they're up 17. So they took their foot off the gas a little bit. And that's when Jalen green pounced. You need to see him do it at the beginning of the game when they are, you know, obviously the Rockets had their attention because they had beaten them twice in Houston uh, within a 12 day span. So that's when you need to see him really take over the game. Let's do it early. You know, so again, that's, I think that's going to be the big thing to watch over the last, you know, obviously they want to try and win games. Uh, And I've seen a lot of stuff about, well, they need to go trade for this guy or trade for that guy. No, they don't need to do that because they need to get answers on the guys that they have on the roster. Now, Um, obviously you want to try and win as many games as you can right now, but you need to you need to make sure you know what you have because you have some big decisions coming up with these guys. So um, one of those decisions is with Jalen Green. And is he a guy who you are going to give a quarter of a billion dollar extension to in six months or so? Um, that's one of the things that they are going to have to decide at some point. And they've got 66 more games to try and figure that out. Yeah, it, it, it's a hell of a question, man. 66 more games. We don't. We don't make the decisions at all. And certainly the decision doesn't get made 16 games into this season. But right now it feels like a role player. Like I, like I think if if we were to preemptively make the decision, 
it would be hard. I would be hard pressed to imagine someone calling him anything more than a high, 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 high level role player, like a like an extremely important and good vital piece, but a piece nonetheless. I can't disagree with that. 